You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the It's Always Draft Season podcast, part of the Packernet Podcast Network. Jake Javink here with you guys on this lovely Monday. It is Senior Bowl week. Let's go. So it, it is, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and Senior Bowl week is always a great time in the draft process where we get to see a lot of these guys in person, in practices, in the one-on-ones, in drills. There's so much going on. And with so many prospects to go through to have this episode you know not run for four hours describing every player uh at the senior bowl what their strengths are weaknesses are we could we could do this all day for sure but we're going to try to do it in in more of a superlative style and we'll kind of get to those superlatives in a moment but we'll obviously go position by position we'll lift off the players uh for sure but we'll obviously highlight a few here and there who could earn superlatives by the end of the week and, and it's going to be a great week and quarterbacks there there's intrigue there there's plenty of intrigue i think of the offensive and defensive lines i think there's going to be a lot of great one-on-ones with that and a little teaser we're going to have our best picture award which i have dubbed that to be the best one-on-one matchups that we'll see all week we'll put that at the end so you have to wait for that one for the nominees and i'll have i'll give you my vote of course but i put together quite a few of them for this episode so let's kick it off senior bowl week uh there's a lot of verified measurements right now from from the senior bowl which is really nice but the quarterbacks so uh, on one side for the national team you're going to have sam hartman from notre dame 6'1 210 bo nicks from oregon 6'1 and 7 8 225 and then michael Penix jr 6'2 and a half 221 pounds so Plenty of size among this 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 QB class on the national side. From the American side, you get Bradley Carter from South Alabama, local guy, 6'3", 217. Joe Milton, 6'5", 236 from Tennessee. Michael Pratt, 6'2", 219 from Tulane. And then Spencer Rattler from South Carolina, 6'0", and an eighth, 216. So some verified measurements for you guys there. Just think about who's got elite size in the position. Obviously, Joe Milton would fall into that category. So... Let's talk about the the superlatives for the quarterback position first. So the Senior Bowl does this as well, and I want to I want to have this on there too. They have their kind of they give their best you know insert position X award every um every year at the end of the week. So we're gonna try and predict those uh from the from the lot of the, of the positions. So I want to do that for everyone, but then we'll have some other ones you know mixed in here but best qb i'm gonna i'm gonna put my vote in for bo nicks it just feels like the bo nicks those types get the best qb award and it's not always it's it's not always the best qb that ends up being you know drafted or playing in the nfl it just feels like that that does not occur very often um and so you know i i don't know if 
truthfully, if Bo Nix is going to be the best QB of the bunch down here when all is said and done, we've heard some some rumblings, and Jim Nagy has has pointed this out, and I wanted to leave this award, this superlative for, you know, after we talk about Nix, but I, I got to get to Spencer Rattler. He is the League is Higher Than Media Award uh, because everybody, this is something that Jim Nagy often says, right? He goes on some shows after the roster reveals leading up to the game and the week of practice and all that and talks to a lot of, of people about it on various shows. But he did say the league is higher on Spencer Rattler than the media is. And the Spencer Rattler with a lot of tools, a lot of arm talent that, that was talked up a lot before the, yes, you heard this correctly, 2022 NFL draft. That was when the hype started for him. And now he's put two seasons in at South Carolina. You know, I think he looks really, really good with leverage throws, with accuracy, with arm talent, all that stuff when he's facing man coverage. When zone coverage comes around, I think it confuses him. It messes up. It, it mucks up his process. That's something he's going to have to get better at. But the tools, the high-level starter or the, even the starter tools with the arm talent, some mobility, some toughness, and apparently maturity over the last few seasons, something he definitely, I promise you, definitely did not have entering college, like at all. So that's, I guess, good to hear. Uh, so for Rattler, he's going to end up with that award, and it's really going to be because of the arm talent and because of a lot of what he can do throwing the deep ball, you know, kind of the things he can do under duress a little bit and, and, and some of the poise that he can show. So Spencer Rattler becomes the league higher than media award this week, and maybe the media, well, maybe we can call it the media catches up award. Should be interesting uh, to see him. But Bo, back to Bo Nix for best QB. I mean, we, we've seen what Bo Nix did this past year it was his best year at Oregon PFF would would agree on that I mean 45 touchdowns three picks is nothing to uh to slouch out right 77 percent completion on 9.5 yards per attempt so highest completion rate highest yards per attempt this as as a quarterback in college lowest turnover worthy play rate uh not as high as big time throw rate but still you know pretty consistent and I think like with with Knicks you look at him and you go okay like he didn't face a lot of pressure this this past season. Can he handle that? How's he going to handle this week? Of you know, it's it's a lot, right? You go through the Senior Bowl and you have you're working with new receivers, you're working with new offensive linemen, you're trying to get a cadence ready, you're doing all this stuff in preparation for a game. And so, and and with Knicks and and Penix and Hartman being the only three, maybe they'll add a fourth. We'll see. But if those three are the only ones for the game, it's very possible that you're going to see each one of them get a little bit more playing time than you would you know, the, the group that the, the team that has four. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets pressured at all. He's been really good under pressure. Like the grades are exceptional. Nine touchdowns, one pick when under pressure, just one turnover worthy play. He's been exceptional really in everything. When blitzed, you know, not blitz kept clean, all of that stuff. Like he is handling everything well. And so I think that this week he could really vault. And obviously DJ had him in the first round of the top 15 in his mock draft. It seems like there's a there, there's that potential of of Nick's kind of being the QB four, and I think like the 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 way he carries himself, the way he's improved every year, I think that's going to matter, at least down to the Senior Bowl. And and I'm going to say that he comes away uh, as the best QB. I I would love to see him look, you know, more confident with touch throws over the middle of the field, intermediate area, 
There's not going to be a ton of opportunity for that. There's very limited 11 on 11 stuff, but maybe we'll see a little bit of that and, and maybe he'll uncork a couple deep balls in the team sessions that that'll really get the crowd uh, rumbling. The Oh My Tools Award is going to Joe Milton from Tennessee and and it's obvious why like he's going to he's he's stepping off the bus at 65236. So you're going to notice him immediately right with elite elite size playing the quarterback position, you know, just maybe just maybe under um, you know, it just just a, maybe a step down in size from you look at the Cam Newtons and the Anthony Richardsons, right? And he's gonna he's gonna sling it with insane velocity. And so the the you know the legal get you know everybody will get up front. You'll get to see it live. You'll get to see him throwing, and you go wow, like this guy's just unbelievable. Uh, and and the tools are just he's dripping with them, right? But you're going to see him, you know, progressions and, and the processing, you know, speed and everything. Like, can he handle all that? Can he throw with good accuracy? I, I don't think so. I genuinely, I'm, I'm just not sure we're going to get that out of him. Now, he, you know, good athlete. Like, he can do a lot of different things. But I just don't know if you're going to get the consistency from him uh, at the next level, to be honest. But, you know, I think the tools are going to really excite people down in Mobile. So, Last on the list, under the radar, I'm gonna Michael Pratt from Tulane, only because I think a little bit of a down year, if I remember correctly, from this from 2022, and you know I think when you look at him and you look at how Tulane operated, I think by his admission, maybe not his best year. I think the turnover worthy play percentage leapt very highly, and, and, and it crept up you know close ish to the numbers that he had in 2021 at Tulane where it just was not a good year 22 turnover worthy plays somehow just eight interceptions his 2020 his 2021 was that that bad and then 2022 27 touchdowns five picks 8.8 yards per attempt completion percentage took a step up you know he was targeting deeper down the field but I think this is like the fly under the radar has some starter level traits that I think can work out in the league Michael Pratt you know the throwing motion. People might not love that a whole lot, but I, I think he is at very least to me though going to be the runner-up of, of best QB this week, just because I think he's going to handle himself really, really well, really, really well during the week. And you know it was an up and down year for him, and and hopefully we get to see the shades of 2022, uh, Michael Pratt. So let's move on to the running backs now. It's an interesting group uh, on the American side of things, Jalen Wright, um, and there's not a lot of guys with verified measurements. So you're going to see less and less as we go along. Uh, Cody Schrader from Missouri, Jawar Jordan from Louisville. He's listed 5'9 178, something to monitor there for sure. Ray Davis from Kentucky, 5'8 and 5'8, 216, and then Imani Bailey from TCU, 5'9 200. On the national side of things, uh, Kamani Vidal from Troy, 5'8", 218 is unverified, so I don't know why I said that. Uh, you got Marshawn Lloyd from USC. Dylan Lobb from New Hampshire, okay, 5'10", 203, those are verified. Uh, and then you got Isaiah Davis, 5'11", and 7 ace, 227, and then Rasheen Ali from Marshall. Isaiah Davis, by the way, is from South Dakota State. So an interesting group, 10 running backs, and again, this is... This is recorded Sunday night. There could be some changes. There will be probably guys that you expect to be there on Tuesday for the practices that do not show up. That happens every year. There are guys who have been taken off the list, unfortunately, Packers fans, because this is a Packers, you know, 
feed. Graham Barton, who was the latest uh, in Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft, he was removed from the roster. That is really unfortunate. Would have been really cool to see him play potentially all five positions. He was on the superlative list until he was moved off the roster last week. So for the running backs, really quick, best running back. I'm going to give it to Ray Davis, I think, this week. I think he's going to run hard. He's going to show off the toughness. I think he's going to get better and better as, as the week goes on in you know, pass protection. You know, he can play tough. I, he's, he's really quick and sudden with his movement skills. And I think he can make you miss in a phone booth. He can make you miss in space. And I think he's just going to have a really, really well-rounded week down there and, and potentially carry uh, that award. Now, the You Had My Curiosity, Now You Have My Attention Award. I love this award. It's one of my favorites. It's Dylan Lobb from, from New Hampshire. I, I There's just a funny feeling that that he is going to kind of just capture the the love of the media and draft media down there with how he plays during the week. I'll be honest. I haven't seen a lot of film from him, and yet the way that some people who have, have just talked about him, to me, I think people are going to gravitate to him all week, and it's going to be really exciting. Like he's again five ten two oh three. That's that's perfectly fine. That can that can play. We can do that, right? The Jawar Jordan one seventy eight. That's that's a little bit tougher to handle, but I do think he in, intrigues me a great deal, and I'm going to add um, I'm going to add Vidal to that as well, just because I think he, you know, to me. The, the the first off the rushing grades are off the charts you know he averaged 5.6 yards per attempt for troy 1661 yards 14 touchdowns 3.58 yards after contact per attempt an elusive rating of 118.9 now for those interested like the elusive rating the Bijans and the and the roshan johnson's from last year's class they were up in the you know 170 to 190 area so maybe not the most elusive player, but a, a, enough to where he's he's forced ninety four missed tackles. Uh, yeah, so we've ninety four missed tackles forced this past season, sixty five the previous season. I think his play took a step up. He's somebody who I think you would, let's put this. I'm gonna the uh, biggest rankings jump uh, award is gonna go to Kamani Vidal from from Troy. I'm gonna give him an award that I didn't write down because I really wanted to include him. Uh, the Speed Freak Award, because Zebra Technologies, I don't know if it's them this year or not, if they're doing this again, but they're, someone will be tracking, you know, who's got the highest speed out there, you know, during the week. And if you remember, right, Luke Musgrave passing 20 miles per hour at the Senior Bowl was was a big, big deal last year, and that was really, really exciting to see that. Jalen Wright's going to do the same thing. I have a feeling, you know, he, we could get up to, he reportedly has been clocked at above 23 miles per hour, which is absurd. He is a home run threat. He has really nice, really good size for the position to be a really nice home run threat, and you know you you see it with him, right? Like it's the speed is easy, and you just watch him pull away from guys and go, okay, this this guy's really got it. Forty three missed tackles forced, four point three five yards after contact per attempt, passed the thousand yard mark, had seven point four yards per attempt for Tennessee. Yeah, I, I I like what I see now. The it, it is interesting. You see him with some game splits, and you look at like okay, three point nine yards per attempt against Florida, two point yards per attempt against against Alabama, three point three against Missouri. I will say nine for ninety against Georgia is pretty no, pretty noticeable, and I like that. I do think we're gonna get kind of a 
oh, he's a speed freak. Like you're going to see him on those, on those trackers and be like, oh, wow, that's, that's impressive. We'll see at a 132.2 elusive rating and a 52.1 breakaway run percentage. That's, that's impressive uh, for, for a player like that. But he's going to, I think, take the speed freak award. Could he get the best running back award? Maybe because I think his, his, I think his pass protection is actually pretty solid when you look at things with him and it's something where you can see that that he that there is a commitment to doing so and you see him getting better at it so you might look at Jalen Wright and go oh wow like this he's doing really well in the pass blocking drills against the linebackers so that's why I think he could maybe jump to best running back but I'm going to stick with the picks for that okay wide receiver uh let's get through the wide receivers here on the American side of things, we have Jaquan Jackson from Tulane, Xavier Leggett from South Carolina, listed six foot and seven eighths, six foot zero and seven eighths, two nineteen. Got Lad McConkey from Georgia, 5'11", 185. Marcus Rosamie Jack Saint from Georgia, six foot one, two hundred. The rest of the list: Anaya Smith from Texas A and M, five nine and a quarter, one ninety seven. Jamari Thrash from Louisville, six foot one eighty one. Jordan Whittington from Texas, six foot and five eighths, two oh four. And then Johnny Wilson from Florida State, six six and an eighth, two hundred thirty seven pounds. Insane. Uh, on the national side, uh, Javon Baker from Central Florida, six one and five eighths, one ninety nine. Malachi Corley, Western Kentucky, five ten and five eighths, two eleven. Jacob Cowing from Arizona. Okay, I couldn't even believe this. 5 8 and 3 eighths, 157 pounds, Jacob Cowing. Oh boy, 157. If that's verified, holy smokes. Um, but Luke McCaffrey from Rice is on there as well. Ricky Pearsall from Florida, 6 foot 0 and 7 eighths, 188. Brendan Rice from USC. Devontae Walker from North Carolina, 6 1 and 6 eighths, 197. And Roman Wilson from Michigan. 510 and a half, 187. So an interesting group. I think there's a lot of potential here. Could it have been even more dominant? I think so. Uh, you know, with the opening to the, the juniors. Didn't get to see that, unfortunately. Uh, I'm gonna get to the awards best wide receiver. This is this is a bit of a dart throw, and I want to do it only because. He's just an exciting playmaker. I'm throwing Javon Baker into the ring right here. Big jump in production. Two years at Alabama, then two years at, at, at Central Florida. 52 catches, 1,139 yards, seven touchdowns. That's almost 22 yards per reception, 21.9. You know, he's got some reps in the slot, but 72% of the time he's out wide. And, you know... 7.2 yards after the catch per reception, 3.21 yards per route run on a 17.1 A dot. 9 of 16 contested catches. That's not bad. So he had a really strong year. He is, I think, really good at the little stuff in terms of separation skill set. He can win the slant route. That's you know often just a kind of a check box for me at receiver. Late hands, good tracker of the football, strong hands, can can reach outside the reach outside his target zone a little bit, go low, go high, make plays stay strong through contact, and then he's got some juice after the catch too, and he can obviously win vertically down the field. He's kind of a complete package that I don't think we're talking about enough. 
does that play to his skill set in one-on-ones? I think he should be able to separate well, even handle things through contact and win down the field. I mean, I, I do think when you when you look at you know seeing Penix and Knicks maybe uncork some to him down the field in some one-on-ones and some you know seven-on-seven team stuff, I think you're going to see potential for that, and, and I think he could be the well-rounded winner of the week. Real, real big fan of his game. The He Did What Award, obviously, perfect award for, for a Packernet uh, podcast feed. Um, of course, you know, on the, the famous Monday Night Football game. Uh, Johnny Wilson's probably going to make a catch for Florida State at 6'6", 237 with the insane catch radius that he has that he's going to have people just jaw-dropping. I, I have a feeling we're going to see one of those, whether it be a one-handed catch, whether it be, you know, maybe just extending what many thought were not possible out of his frame to make a catch you know, over the shoulder, maybe he high points the football and just mosses somebody or just, yeah, just some insane catch that, that highlights the, the catch radius that he possesses. That There's going to be, I think, some some catch this week for Johnny Wilson that's going to have people just going back to the highlight over and over and over. Um, the most intriguing award, I know it's not a very cool name like some of these are, but to me, like Jaquan Jackson and Anaya Smith are really, really interesting. Only because I think with, with Jaquan Jackson, especially, he, so uh, from Tulane, he has done a number of things over the years. Uh, when you look at um, his play, he's he's only had, his, his best season was in 2022. He caught 32 for 554 and three. That's 17.3 yards per reception. Over his career, he hit 16 uh, on the dot in terms of yards per reception. Now he's also had carries at running back, which I think is, is very fascinating to me. You know, he's not the biggest guy, but I think he's got an intriguing skill set that that could kind of make him into, you know, a kind of do it all player. Obviously, we talk about Malachi Corley in the in the same vein of a Debo Samuel in terms of the power and a lot of what he does after the catch. But Jaquan Jackson to me is intriguing because you know, of kind of where he is to me getting, getting snaps. Like he's gotten a lot in the slot, a little bit, a little bit out wide, you know, he's doing punt return stuff. I I'm really intrigued to see. And, and, you know, I think a slot receiver with, with this much juice intrigues me a lot. And then when you look at Anaya Smith, who gets reps out of the backfield, gets reps in the slot, he can win the slot fade. He's done a lot of, you know, Really nice things in terms of route running, in terms of playmaking ability, pre-catch, post-catch. That's really exciting to watch, and I just would love to love to see it down in Mobile. The non-sponsored, non-sponsored, just want to point that out, the 7-Eleven Always Open Award. This was a tough one because I think there are a lot of guys who can, who can do this. Um, I split the award. I think Jacob Cowing and Lad McConkie are going to be guys who are getting open at a high clip and obviously it's favored to the receivers so it's harder on the corners but I think those two guys are going to be pretty dominant and Jamari Thrash has some juice too in terms of the loose hips and flexibility that he has through the route break transition and I really like how he you know adds the flavor of deception with his head and shoulders so those three I think are going to be really in the running if I had to pick one I'm going to go with 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 Thrash just because he's got a little more size than Cowing, and then there might be some guys who can wash Cowing out of the play. Uh, the Speed Freaks. This should be obvious. Xavier Leggett, 
and Tez Walker both. Tez Walker's an insanely long strider if you haven't seen the tape. And then Leggett's after the catch, just acceleration at his size is very, very impressive. I think those two are going to be very high on the tracking technology speed boards. Leggett's got a strong frame, just got to work on being a little more flexible and loose, and that's where kind of the DK comparisons come in a little bit. Tez Walker, I think, has very, very Christian Watson vibes to him. Route break transitions get really, really poor at times. He, he struggles to sink the hips a little bit, but he has game-breaking speed. He can make tough catches over the shoulder, and he can, he flashes wins at the catch point. To me, he's, he's right on that Watson development track, and I think he becomes the biggest riser of the week as, as just because I, I along with Javon Baker – because I think we're going to see Walker in person a little bit more. People have been more focused on the quarterback in May than in Tez Walker. I know he just appeared on a DJ mock in the first round. I understand that. I still think we're going to see him take a bit of a jump as well as Baker. Because I, I just don't think Baker's on the radar very much at all. Uh, he is for some. Some people are finding out. I just think he's just not on the radar very much. And I think he's going to firmly jump onto it after this week. So let's go to the tight end position here right off the bat. Uh, the, from the national team, you have A.J. Barner from Michigan. You have Theo Johnson from Penn State, 6'6", 258. And then you have Brevin Spanford from Minnesota, 6'7", 263. On the American side, my my favorite side, personally, of the tight end position, that is, you got Jaheim Bell from Florida State, 6'1", and 7'8", 229. Ben Sinat from Kansas State, 6'4", 245. And then Jared Wiley from TCU, 6'6", and 3'8", 2'59". Okay, so the best tight end award to me, I'm going to give it to, yes, the one and only Jared Wiley from TCU. And why I say this is because I think Wiley, to me, is going to, one, he's going to get best tight end, and he's also going to get biggest riser award just because I think we haven't i don't think people have gotten the full picture of him and what he can potentially do is he you know the tremendous blocker no can he hold his own yeah a little bit and he has the size to do it he caught 47 for 520 and 8 this past year for TCU i i really think that there's some fluidity and, and a smooth way how he plays the position at tight end he had 121 pa- uh, snaps in the slot very interested to see that um this could be your riser. This could be the guy that we're kind of not talking about enough. Played three years at Texas and the last two at TCU. I think he can get get involved as as a receiver very easily. And I think the run blocking and pass blocking to me are there okay. And I think there's at least to me something to work with there. Uh, took a little bit of a step back as a run blocker in 23. But he did take a step up as a pass blocker. So there's there's... Some trade-off. I do think, though, that that Wiley is intriguing with the size, with the tools, and just a, just some natural play to him as a receiver. The uh, the I call this the um, the solve every problem with one drawer in your toolbox award. A little bit of a long-winded one, but I'm giving it to Ben Sinat because I do think like this is a great blocker. This is a really solid receiver. This is a guy who could probably play it some H-back, some fullback, right? He can probably play on the line, even at 245, but he can also flex out, be the wing, be the number two tight end in 12 personnel. 
to me, like he could also win best tight end and it wouldn't shock me one bit. I went a little rogue. But like I think Sinat is just like all around really solid. And it's like to me, I'm not saying I would take him over Bowers per se. What I'm saying is, is like if you can get a value on him in like the third round at the tight end position and you need it, you know, it might be worth spending a little bit elsewhere in the first round at, at more premium positions because I think you're going to get not a comparable player, but I think you're going to get an impact player in Sanat. The speed freak is Jaheim Bell, right? Jaheim Bell is perhaps the most intriguing, right? He had uh, at South Carolina, you know, they're giving him chances on jet sweep plays and they're getting him the ball quickly off the screens and they're letting him work after the catch because he has the game breaking speed and I think you're going to see that a lot uh, in Mobile. Now uh, quick before we take a break we're going to get to the offensive line here. There's so many names so I'm going to try and rattle through it as quickly as I can. On the American side I'm not going to give measurements I don't think I'm just going to kind of roll through these guys but Brandon Coleman tackle from TCU. Javion Cohen uh, guard from Miami, Jeremy Flax, tackle Kentucky, Javon Foster, tackle Missouri, Delmar Glaze, tackle Maryland, Tyler Guyton, tackle from Oklahoma. Then you have Christian Haynes, uh, right guard from UConn, Christian Jones, tackle from Texas, Bo Limmer, center from Arkansas, Patrick Paul, tackle from Houston, Andrew Rame, center from Oklahoma, Layden Robinson, a guard from Texas A&M, Charles Turner, center from LSU, and Cedric Van Pran, center from Georgia. I know I'm rattling off a lot of names. I apologize. On the national side of things, Isaiah Adams, tackle Illinois. Cooper Beebe, guard, but also has played tackle Kansas State. Tanner Bortolini, from uh, center from Wisconsin. Ethan Driscoll, tackle from Marshall. Kingsley Eguakun, from center from Florida. Troy Fontanu from uh, Fautanu, from uh, tackle from Washington, of course. Uh, Taliesa Fuaga, tackle from Oregon State. Ladarius Henderson, tackle. Michigan, Trevor Keegan, guard from Michigan. Sataoa Laumea, from, uh, tackle from Utah. Jordan Morgan, tackle from Arizona. Dominic Puny, tackle from Kansas. Jackson Powers Johnson, center from Oregon. Roger Rosengarten, tackle from Washington. And Kingsley Suamataia, from BYU. Okay, as long-winded as that was, we're going to get to the awards. I know there's a lot of names there. We'll hopefully be able to just you know covered a lot more in depth over throughout the week that's the goal of course uh, but best alignment i'm going to give it to troy fautanu from washington i think he's just going to go dominate the one-on-ones in pass protection you're going to see him snatch guys he's going to get guys on the ground he has just a really really he's really flexible good technique good anchor strong hands resets he just does a lot a lot well in terms of pass protection that's i think going to really help him this week He's going to get a lot of great tests, which I'm excited about. But I do think you see him as just the guy who comes in and just does what he needs to get done. And I think that's, you know, exactly where we need to be. Uh, the most underrated slash biggest riser to me is Javon Foster from Missouri. I think the pass protection is really, really strong. And I think he could build himself a really, really good week down there. Uh, the pancake award for most pancakes, I think it's going to happen more in the, in the team drills and stuff like that, and maybe the double team stuff and the run blocking drills. I think Cooper Beebe is just going to be a pancake machine down there. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I think he's just got the elite size to play guard, and I think he's just going to go dominate it, like genuinely. I think it, it, it really is that simple. 
Uh, this is coming at you, of course, from college basketball. The one and done award. Uh, the practice one time and we're out of here award. Um, I do think that's going to be... Unfortunately, I think Fuaga is going to be in that camp, and I think Jackson Powers Johnson might as well. So they just go dominate for a day, and then we're done because we're, you know, Fuaga's like locked into the top 15. Jackson Powers Johnson's locked into the top 40, and they're just like, yeah, we're, we're done. We're out of here. Uh, in terms of the versatility award, put Christian Haynes on here because I think a lot of people are thinking about him playing center, and I think he's going to get some guard center reps, and I think he's just really strong zone gap zone or gap whatever you're running he's got the power he's got the quicks he's got impressive athleticism to mirror in a phone booth as well in pass protection just the movement skills are so crisp and and crisp yet smooth at the same time where it just doesn't look like he's overworking himself he's not getting outside his frame at all i think he's a really really good player i really do and then dominic puny from from kansas i think you're going to get some tackle guard looks from him and i think he's he's going to be one guy that you know, he appeared in the top 50 of Brugler's mock draft. And I think like this is the week where he can elevate himself and kind of show that like, yes, I deserve to be in that spot. I'm being overlooked because it was at Kansas. He can do it this week. And then the quickly the off the bus award, uh, Tyler Guyton, you're going to see the size. I didn't mention the size on, on these guys really, right? I didn't mention the measurables, but I, I think Guyton's going to be six, six, at least, and he's. We'll see if he comes in at you know where he's at in terms of like three fifteen to three thirty. There's been anybody list there. There's a lot of sites that list him at three twenty seven, but we'll see. Really excited about that. Um, yeah. So that's the offensive line. We'll take a quick break here, and we'll get back with the defense. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. 
So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. All right, guys, back here with It's Always Draft Season, doing the defensive side of the ball now. Um, with defensive line, it's super weird because the Senior Bowl kind of, they'll, they'll put the defensive line, linebackers at edge in, in some weird spots, and they'll put guys in weird positions at least before the week, and then, then it'll be ironed out in practice. Uh, defensive line on the national side of things, you got Dwayne Carter from Duke, who I think is really intriguing. Tyler Davis from Clemson. Brandon Dorless from Oregon. Gabe Hall from Baylor. Michael Hall Jr. from Ohio State. And Keith Randolph Jr. from Illinois. On the American side of things, Miles Cole from Texas Tech. Jaden Crumedy from, Crumedy from Mississippi State. Uh, Justin Eboigby from Alabama. Braden Fiske from Florida State. Marcus Harris from Auburn and McKinley Jackson from Texas A&M. So with the defensive line, this was interesting because there's a lot of tweeners in this group, but I do think like when you, when you look at, Oh, sorry, there were more from the national side. I apologize. Or from the American side, uh, Jordan Jefferson from LSU, Byron Murphy from Texas, Darius Robinson from Missouri, Tavondre sweat, uh, which has verified measurements. I'm going to say these because it's six four six four and two eighths, three forty six. Big fella, uh, and then Eric Watts from UConn. So, uh, with that defensive line, I think you the the you know the best D line I D line I think is going to be Brandon Dorless this week. I think you're going to see him get some three tech looks against against guards he's going to get five tech looks against tackles and i think he is just going to win with so much power so much disruptive ability that he has in the one-on-ones and i think he's going to blow up some plays in the sevens and or not the sevens the 11s i mean i i think he could really show off the athleticism you know some of that twitch some of that like i said the power he he could become the complete package and, and i think teams could really and, and media of course are going to take notice Biggest riser for me, Darius Robinson from Missouri. Another tweener. Uh, I got to check and see if he has verified numbers really fast. He does. 6'5", 291. Yeah, like this is like this this tweener. Where do you play him? Dorless is a little bit more of a tweener because I think he's like 277 if I have that correct. Yep. But Darius Robinson is feisty, powerful, and and, and just has a knack for getting linemen on the ground. And I think he is another one where even as an SEC player, you could see him be a big riser. I think Byron Murphy's one and done. I do. I think he'll have a big week. He'll he'll eat up some of my favorite players like Haynes from, from UConn and just say, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done. I think for the, for, for the week here, he'll like beat Javion Cohen He'll beat like Raym and Limmer and some of these and Van Pran and some of these guys on the inside, Layden Robinson, and he'll just say, "Yeah, I'm, d- I'm done for the week. I- I've shown that I can just I, I can beat up on guys down here. S- set a tone of I'm just yeah, I'm just that dude. Cement probably first round status, maybe top forty status, and be done. And then off the bus award, of course, we list we told 
you bought him Tavondre Sweat. I do think Justin uh, Eboigby from, from Alabama could be one of those guys, and then Fisky as well from Florida State as two guys who could really jump up and, and make their name known as well, but try to keep the interior defensive line a little bit shorter because we obviously, you know, we talk a lot about these guys and we, we go on for a while. Um, the defensive end edge group, let's talk about them. Uh, I got to be careful because there's some of these guys are linebackers, and I got to make sure I'm I'm doing this right with who's an edge, who's a linebacker, who's a defensive end. So on the national side of things, okay, linebacker, linebacker. We have Austin Booker from Kansas, who's six six two forty five estimates. You have Brennan Jackson from Washington State, six four two sixty five. Um. Adisa Isaac from Penn State, 6'4 and 5'8, 240. Marshawn Nealens uh, from Western Michigan. You got Liatu Latu, who is 6'4 and 3 quarters, 261. Braden McGregor from Michigan. And then Javon Solomon from Troy. This is tough, guys, because I got to go through and, like, okay, who's a linebacker, who isn't? Uh, on the American side, Chris Braswell from Alabama, Nelson Caesar from Houston, Jalex Hunt from Houston Christian. That's a cool, a cool team to add to the to the Mobile ranks, and then Cedric Johnson from Mississippi. Uh, best D line, and I'm gonna call a uh, best edge. I mean, and, and gonna call him a one and done is is Latu Latu. He's just gonna come down there, show off some moves, and I think be done for the week, and just say like, all right, I beat either Fuaga or I beat. Um, I beat Fontanu or Fautanu. Gosh, I keep messing up Fautanu. And like he's just gonna have those those type of reps that blow you away. Realize, yep, first round pick, locked and loaded, top fifteen. If the medicals are okay, see ya. Like I don't I don't need to be here beyond that. So I, I do think he's the best best edge and the and the one and done. Uh biggest riser I, I took as two names. I think Austin Booker and Marshawn Neeland are your guys. Booker's Booker's film against Texas is really really good. And I think Marshawn Neeland is just going to show up. He's he's got the he's got size and it's it's estimated right like he we don't know exactly what he is uh, in in terms of the, the measurables just yet, but I do think like they're they're estimating him being in the six three to in like two seventy range. And I think he's just going to come in and be disruptive. I think he's going to be a big time riser. And you know, Austin Booker has just like 503 or 505 snaps, one of the two for Kansas. And yet, I think there's a lot of size, length, and power that that you can you know you might be able to add frame to him a little, add to his frame a little bit. And and yeah, I think you're looking at those two as your as your big risers. The Toolsy Award, right? The the Oh My Tools. Adisa Isaac, for sure, from Penn State. I think you're going to see all the athleticism and traits of a first step quicks and kind of the burst and then just the change of direction skills that he can play with and go, okay, yeah, this guy has a lot of the tools. You see the flashes of, of success, and you think, okay, this is a guy you look at as to you know, grow and develop as a pass rusher. Okay. Now we move to the linebacker position. Which I think, you know, I think I think Packers fans will be, you know, in tuned a little bit at, at this position, maybe not as much. I know a little disappointing that Edron Cooper wasn't participating in some of the Shrine Bowl stuff, which stunk, but 
there, there will be some names at the Senior Bowl to look out for. Uh, Michael Barrett from Michigan. This is the national team. JT Bertrand from Notre Dame. John Trey Hunter from Georgia State. Cedric Gray from North Carolina. Edifuan Ulafosio from uh, Washington. Peyton Wilson from North Carolina State. And then Jalen Harrell from Michigan. Yep. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Uh, on the American side, Jalen Ford from Texas. Tyron Hopper from Missouri. Tyrese Knight. Tyrese Knight. Tyrese Knight from uh, UTEP. Trevin Wallace from Kentucky. Nathaniel Watson from Mississippi State. And then a really fun addition here in the American linebacker side, James Williams from Miami, who played a lot of box safety, but he has linebacker stuff to him where you go, okay, you know, he he's going to come in pretty, pretty tall, I think, and he's probably going to be in more of like the taller Marquise Bell stuff where you're like, ah, should he really be playing on base downs? But they're going to give him looks at linebacker. That's my most intrigued. I want to see James Williams at linebacker. I'm really excited to see that. Um, and also, and also for sure, uh, you know, John Trey Hunter from Georgia State, a guy who I've not seen yet. Very excited to see uh, how he does this week. So those two are names, I think, to circle. Best linebacker uh, to me down there this week uh, is going to be... You know, it's a it's a tough call because I do think there are there are guys who I think can really jump off the page. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to, I'm gonna give it to Michael Barrett. I think he has a really really strong week. I have to double check if Peyton Wilson is practicing. I assume he is. If he is, I it's just there's injury stuff and like I'm always I'm always concerned if he's like hurt and not playing. And then you know the pod goes, oh, well, why would you say that on the pod? He's not playing. If he's practicing, if Peyton Wilson's practicing, he's my pick. Because I just think he's just an outstanding linebacker. In case I, I'm hedging, in case he doesn't practice, I'm going to go with Michael Barrett. I think he'll just show off the reliability that he has. I think there's there's a, a leadership presence to his to his game and to how he plays and to how he operates. And I think he could really kind of take over on that defense and kind of be a leader out there. Uh, let's go with the next one on the on the superlative list here. Uh, the most underrated and big, biggest risers, I did have James Williams under most to prove because I think he has to show a little bit more like, okay, can I, can I, um, can I be, you know, a, a really, really, you know, an impactful linebacker? I think that's, you know, worth the, worth the look, worth the test. Um, the coverage star this, this, this week, this was a tough one. I gray and Olufosio from, from Washington gray from, from North Carolina. I think are they going to be the two that thrive there a lot? I think Olufosio has really good instincts and in closing speed and coverage. And I think gray just has gray is just really exciting to watch play. I think he, he played some pretty consistent coverage uh, this past year at North Carolina and you know, I think there's some inconsistencies that he plays with, but I think coverage is one that's that's more on the consistent side of things. Uh, Tyron Hopper, I think, is underrated from Missouri. I think we're going to get a lot. We're going to get a great look. I think at the Missouri guys this week, we haven't really gotten to do so, even though Missouri had national attention. I think we just kind of looked at them and we we're like, yeah, that's fine. But they're like Missouri. Javon Foster, Darius Robinson, Tyron Hopper, I think, are going to have really, really nice weeks down there. Traven Wallace, I think, could be the biggest riser and I think has really could be the guy, again, 
you have my curiosity now you have my attention but i think so could so could um so could john trey hunter from 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 georgia state i think he could be the guy that you like it's like oh you have my curiosity now you have my attention award i do think the linebacker class i think is fine down here i think jalen ford is obviously intriguing and it'll be good to see knight from utep in action too just a lot of this you know maybe not the most exciting linebacker class this is go around right with you know, Cooper, we didn't get to see at the Shrine Bowl, and, and Trotter, who isn't really doing any of this, right? Junior Colson, we aren't going to see on the track and for, for a little while, right, in, in terms of the draft track, right, with all the events and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tougher group, but I, I do think, like, if Peyton Wilson's practicing, I think he could be the star of the week. Uh, okay, let's move to corner. I, I The best corner award to me... It's it's tough. Oh wait, I gotta go through them. Duh. Good stuff. Really good. Really good. Really good. Really good show. This is. Um, so, for corners on the American team, we have Chris Abrams, Drain, Missouri; Jarvis Brownlee Jr. from Louisville; Kalen Carson, Wake Forest; DJ James, Auburn; Elijah Jones is a safety. I don't know why he's listed there from Boston College. Whatever forget i said him i just don't really like how they make these lists it's not very good andrew phillips from kentucky and then nehemiah pritchett from auburn as well we have the national defensive backs you got johnny dixon from penn state willie drew from virginia state cam hart notre dame Kyrie jackson oregon kaylin king penn state max melton from rutgers quinion mitchell from toledo chow smith wade from Washington State. Okay. So, from this group, uh, the best corner, I think it's going to be Quinion Mitchell. And I think he's going to stamp himself in round one. I, I think the instincts are going to be really, really good. I think the, he's going to show off the athleticism, the fluidity, and just how he plays with some instincts, maybe in sevens and elevens to make some plays out there at corner. It's hard to show your, it's, it's hard to stand out at corner. Really, the way you stand out at corner is you play well in coverage. And I think he's going to do that well this week the most approved to me is obvious it's Kalen King it's had a really really strong 2022 took a major step back in 2023 can you go down there and prove yourself he needed to come here he did he absolutely needed to be down there I'm glad he is because he 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 needs it he he needs to prove that he can handle himself in coverage against you know the best seniors out there and I think he understands that and I'm really I'm excited to see him step up to the challenge this week because he's going to have some tough matchups there there will be some tough ones for him the biggest risers it's I think between Kyrie Jackson you're just going to see the size the, the physicality that he plays with and it's going to really work in the 1v1s and I think Max Melton who just does everything really well and maybe he's a slot player Max Melton is and I think he could be a really really good one like like he is just I think he's being overlooked, and I think Jackson and Melton are going to be the risers. The most intriguing player to me is Johnny Dixon, labeled maybe the other Penn State corner. I'm excited to see him uh, in the one-on-ones as well. I, I think there's a lot of potential, honestly, with these corners. I know Abrams Drain is, is really the guy that people are excited to see because he's just another Missouri dude, but he's 5'11", 175. He's smaller. But then you get the Kalen Carson, who I think a lot of people are excited to see as well. I, I want to mention him just because he gave Keon Coleman fits, and he is on the American team. Who else is on the American team at receiver? I need to know. Okay, on to safety. So, so 
the safety class really like it uh you know pretty lo pretty loaded safety group just because there are guys you know i think making the trip down that you know maybe should be take making the trip down you got so from the uh american team uh bo braid from maryland javon bullard from georgia cam kinchins from miami Malik Mustafa from Wake Forest, Jalen Simpson from Auburn, Tyke Smith from Georgia. On the national side, oh, also from the American um, is Elijah Jones, Boston College. And then, okay, so the national, no, the na yeah, the national side uh, for the safety position. Gosh, they, they the Reese's Bowl puts the Reese's Bowl. They put their tweets out, and they they keep using American team for national. They've they've got it all mixed up, and that's why the pod's going longer. Anyway, uh, Cole Bishop from Utah, Jaden Hicks, Washington State, Keaton Oladapo from Oregon State, Josh Proctor, Ohio State, Sion Vaki from Utah, and then Evan Williams from Oregon. Uh, so the best safety award, I'm gonna give it to Javon Bullard. I am. I think he, you know, he's played some nickel. He's played some deep safety. He played more deep safety this past year. I think he's going to show off that, yeah, I can play in the slot, so I'm going to be able to cover a lot of guys. He's going to play physical against the tight ends when he when he matches up against him. And it's just I think he is the type of guy who can just go down there, you know, kind of be, you know, just be kind of be a Georgia defender, right, of these last few classes, just go down there, dominate, and just kind of like, you know, quietly – go about the business but but beyond business for sure and and he showing off the positional flexibility i think will help as well and, and that's something i think he needs to to really show people like I, yeah i can handle these smaller wide receivers in coverage but i can also take on the tight ends i'm excited for that the most i think the most approved it really is cam kitchens why because he had an elite graded season in 2022 and, and he showed off a lot and the traits are there, and I think it's just about consistency. He's got the range; he can tackle, right? He's opportunistic when he give when given opportunities. Like he can prove that he can be that guy. It'd be really nice to see him match up with some tight ends and just kind of play tough, play physical, show that you can handle yourself in some coverage duties. I know he's going to be kind of locked into single high, but showing you can do a little bit more, I think, is important. And just to show that, like, yeah, I'm I am very good player after sort of an inconsistent season biggest riser i think is jalen simpson and i know that he is probably you know not going to get the hype of others just because he's 511 175 but maybe he, he he fits as a nickel i think he's going to play his tail off this week i really really do and and I also put I, I also put a, a Bo Braid on there from Maryland because I think he you know when you look at the PFF stuff for him it's not that impressive, which stinks, but also like he I think just when you watch him play I think you're just kind of enthralled with 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 the play as a whole and just in just how how he operates in coverage. I, I'm excited to see him honestly of the, of all the ones I'm most excited to see him because I think he. The film and, and PFF stuff didn't match up quite for me, and that's something I, I want to see. Uh, the Can You Cover Award, <laughs> I think, is going to be fun here. Uh, Jaden Hicks and Cole Bishop. I I, I want to see it. 
a, a little bit more. I think Hicks is just inconsistent when he's in coverage, and Cole Bishop is a, is a box safety to me. Would love to see them be able to uh, t- to both get it done in coverage. The most underrated award to me is, is, is Oladapo from Oregon State, for sure. And then the you have my curiosity, now you have my attention, is definitely Vaki from Utah, who has played both DB and running back. So very intriguing uh, safety group that, that I think is just kind of looking for people to jump out. Right, it feels underwhelming at this point. Kinchins and Newbin, and then where is it? Is it Bullock from USC? Maybe it's Bullard from Georgia. They're they're looking for guys to break out. Maybe someone will get it done. Okay, so best picture as we uh, wrap up this pod, uh, the one v one to watch the nominees: Latu versus Talia Safuaga, Brandon Dorless versus Jordan Morgan, Christian Haynes versus Byron Murphy. Austin Booker versus Javon Foster, Adisa Isaac versus Patrick Paul. At the receiver and corners, you have Javon Baker versus Quinion Mitchell, Xavier Leggett versus Kalen Carson, and then Tez Walker against Kyrie Jackson and Kalen King. Now, I didn't I didn't do tight ends, uh, but I do think the the American team has the tight ends to kind of watch and coverage. So if I were to if I were to do that, I would say probably probably like Bullard and I think Bullard and Sinat is going to be on the list. I'll throw it on there. Kinchins and Wiley, just because Kinchins is a bigger guy, right? He's he's built well, and Wiley's a big tight end. So I would throw those two on there. But I do think the the winner is going to be Latu versus Fuaga. Everybody's going to be tuned into that. However. The idea of Tez Walker with his stride length, with his size against Kyrie Jackson's size and speed as the Alabama transfer to Oregon, I think is going to be really, really fun. So I would I would put Tez and Kyrie as the actually the runner-up. And then probably uh, Haynes versus Murphy after that. So those are the top three. Hope you guys got a lot out of this preview for the Senior Bowl. I know it would have been maybe a little bit better to go through prospect v. prospect, but we're almost at an hour, and we only did like superlatives, which... You know, that should tell you all you need to know about how excited I am about the Senior Bowl week and how much uh, you know coverage we're going to have. I'm going to talk about coverage really quick. I think on my YouTube there's going to be some of that for sure. Uh, but if you follow me at Jake NFL Draft on Twitter, that's a good place to kind of get some some notes and some stuff like that from the week. I'm going to try to go live potentially after each practice, but for sure after the third one on Thursday. Maybe we'll check in after day one and day three. We'll see how it goes. Um, and then there'll be kind of a wrap-up pod probably after the game, right after the game on Saturday. Uh, and there'll be something fun in the works, I think, uh, for you guys on Friday. So shows are going to be coming um, big time here now throughout draft season. So I'm excited for that. We might have a Shrine Bowl recap actually on Thursday night, maybe for Friday, because that game uh, will be coming up soon this week. So yeah, there'll be a lot in the works. So hope you guys enjoy Senior Bowl week. Like I said, follow me at Jake NFL Draft for a lot of updates there. And yeah, I'll see you guys on Friday. Enjoy your week. Uh, Enjoy Senior Bowl week. Take care.